Hello there, and welcome back to Our Week in Film. I'm Zach. And I'm... Chaos. K-A-O-S. Chaos! Thank you. That's right, Zach. Look at that. Well, uh... Apologies to the your ears. Another... That, that just happened. Another week. Another in film. Would you agree, Ken? Uh-huh. And on today's episode, we have a jam-packed uh, episode filled with movie quote trivia... Discussing the movies we watched this week, uh, giving a film recommendation, reading emails, emails, saying saying the outro. outro. It's going to be, you know, just the classic standby episode we've all come to expect, love, and grow to appreciate. Uh, So we're just going to start with um, a movie quote here. Uh, You have to guess it. The quote is, I'm the king of... The world. Uh, be Titanic. That's correct. How did you know? Uh, very famous quote. Oh, but but you haven't seen it. I know, but it's a very famous quote. Oh, just like how I know, you know, like uh, <laughs> Franklin, my dear, I don't give a damn. I haven't seen Gone with the Wind. Yeah, I, I know that quote. Just a pretty famous quote. Oh, but I, but I've seen it though. And you. That's good for you, Zach. But I've seen it and you haven't, though. Uh-huh. That's true. So how do you know? Don't you have to watch the movie to know what the quote is from? Nope. Well, then how can you brag to all your friends that you've seen a lot of movies if you could just memorize movie quotes? I'm not claiming to have seen Titanic. I just know that quote. I don't know any other quotes. You don't know, Again, just like I know, you don't know the line from... You don't know any other quotes? Any other quotes from Titanic. Oh, really? Mm-hmm, I don't. Mm-hmm. Probably because you haven't seen it. Except for the sad violin guy while they're going down. Anyways, I suppose we should probably begin our podcast, uh, the main segment. Um, the main a very fun opening segment. The main event. Oh, would you like to try again? Was that not good enough for your high, rigorous standards? No, I'm just saying it was like 30 seconds. Oh. I never noticed how short our <laughs> trivia segment was. Oh, maybe we should do another one. We could do all 100 AFI. You know, I don't think we have to do we that. We could do all 100 AFI, 100 years, 100 quotes. I don't quotes. think we have to do that. Okay. Well, we could talk about the news. I don't think we have to do that either. Okay. Well, what did you watch on the 16th? Um, Big. What did you watch on the 17th? Uh, two movies. Okay, this is where it gets exciting. What are they? Uh, did you watch anything on the 17th? No, I did not. No, you didn't? Okay. Well, I watched um, the Russ Meyer film, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Oh. Um, sequel to Valley of the Dolls? Sequel slash non-sequel to Valley of the Dolls, which I have not seen. But I have seen Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, which I have seen. What was it about? Hmm, that's a good question. It's about an all-female rock group that decides to move to L.A. uh, because one of the members of the band, she has an aunt there, and uh, they they, they go stay with her. And they meet a whole wacky group of characters, and uh, for the most part, it's kind of just a cool, hip 70s movie full of lots of style, lots of color, lots of great music dancing and, and whatnot. It was very, very enjoyable to look at, but uh, near the end, it takes an insane turn 
and becomes very insane. And I won't spoil it, but wow. something happens. Kind of sounds like uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, it's 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 kind of Seems like you, not really. It, I know it's not, but the way you described it, it just does, a, just a does fun, hip, stylish '70s movie where they just kind of meet a bunch of cool people and hang around. Yeah, that I guess that is kind of the. It's and then insane. at the end, something insane happens. But, yeah, something really insane happens. Uh, I won't spoil it, but I couldn't believe my eyes. It gets very deranged and very bloody very quick. Wow. And it's pretty insane. Dude, can I guess? Sure. Do they all turn into dolls, and then they get thrown into a giant pit, and it's called the Valley of the Dolls? And no, then, that's and not. Then, and then someone hikes across it, and then they turn into a doll? You couldn't be more wrong. Okay. No. Uh that's not what happens at all. Um, I won't spoil it again, as I just said, but you should watch it for yourself. Viewers at home, uh, crazy great movie. I gave it a 9 out of 10. It was really enjoyable, really funny, great cast of characters. Um, written by Roger Ebert, one of the few films he wrote. Oh, yes. Uh, this was a, and I couldn't believe that he wrote this. Robert Roger Ebert has a pretty crazy mind, apparently, from, from judging from this. Screenplay, um, yeah. Oh, it was. It was, was very, it made? Uh, came out in nineteen seventy. Mm. Probably, probably, probably before made his, in nineteen sixty nine. This was before. TV show. Yeah, this was before Siskel and Ebert. I think he was still a, just a critic for the Chicago Tribune, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've been getting really into Siskel and Ebert. I've yeah, always, so I've, I've seen. I've always liked them, but I've been watching a bunch of video videos. And I just think about how sad it is. All I wanted to do is just bring good quality film reviews and they both died of horrible cancers that ravaged their bodies it's very sad mm-hmm. like Such Roger, Roger Ebert before he died it's very sad to see mm-hmm. but it really is yeah. rest in peace to Siskel and Ebert Ebert and Roper is just not the same watched one video with Roper and I couldn't stand it mm-hmm. felt so empty um, yeah that's about all I have to say though highly suggest that you watch it Zach and people okay. at home, very great movie. And then I also watched uh, for the fourth time. I watched the Edgar Wright film, Shaun of the Dead. Didn't you just watch that? I did. I watched it a couple months ago for my film poster. But I, uh, Adam, really, my friend Adam mm-hmm. really liked. Sorry, who? I don't know who that my is. My friend Adam. Never met him. Uh, I think you have. He really liked um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. He texted me. He was like, Yo. This is really good. And I was like, yeah, I know, it's really good. You should watch Edgar Wright's other films. And he was like, bet, show me them. And so I showed him Shaun wow. of the Dead. Did you, did you win the bet? <laughs> uh, and he really liked it. He gave it five stars, which, uh, you know, I could see how he, he would like it at I'm five sorry. stars. I'm uh, sorry. Earlier I said, did you win the bet, and you kind of just laughed. No, I didn't, don't really understand. Um, you do understand it. You're just being silly. Really I'm going to completely ignore that comment. Okay. Well, you could just, that you could just uh, you could just play along and just it would have a funny joke no, for those that was kind of silly. to laugh at. That's kind of silly. But instead, you just disregarded what I had. Yeah, to say. Yeah, because it was silly. Yeah. Um, but this is a really just really enjoyable film. I talked about it a few months ago, but I really like it. It's just really fast paced and great. Um, and Simon Pegg's really great in it. Uh, Adam and Benjamin were laughing a lot, as was I. I, I've noticed uh, noticed new things every, every time. This time I noticed um, there's a line that Pete, I think his name is, the guy with the glasses, says. He goes, 
his plan is just going to be sitting around in the dock eating peanuts. And then uh, he's, he's kind of just talking trash about Sean while he's not there. And then he finally comes back and says, oh, uh, I saved the day and whatever. And then he's like, oh, Sean, Sean, Sean. And then it cuts to them sitting in the dark eating peanuts. And I never noticed that before. Um... Seems like with all the that's all. seems like with all the times you watch Shaun of the Dead, you should you should uh, hurry up and watch Dawn of the Dead already. The the movie it was par or the title was parodying Kevin. Yeah, even though I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Shaun of the Dead? Oh, I like it. It's funny. Lots of funny jokes. I like when he walks to the store and there's zombies everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Very good. It's funny. Good filmmaking. And when he fights the all, zombies all with take. the records, mm-hmm. it's very funny. Yes, and when they fight the zombies in sync to Don't Stop Me Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. Well, well paced. Very well paced, well acted. Well written. Keeps on moving, never lulls. Yep. Uh, it truly does. And that's Edgar Wright. Well, would you like to pick a card? Okay. All right. And memorize it. Don't yes. show it to me. I have uh, it in my head. Right. You just put it on top here. And I'm just going to shuffle it up here for this you. This is great content. And uh, here we go. Just shuffling it up, as you can see. Just going to keep so on Zach shuffling. So Zach is currently it. shuffling the cards right now. And if you want, I'll actually do a riffle shuffle. Mm-hmm. Riffle okay. shuffle? What is that? That's where you just, it's like the basic. Like an actual shuffle? Uh-huh. I saw what you just did. You made sure to keep the one at the bottom. What? I saw what you just did. You probably, you, probably put about ten cards down and then did the other fingers was, as to make sure the bottom one stayed at the bottom. Oh, sorry. I'll do it again. <sighs> okay. So remember how last time the one I did first was on this side? This time, just so you know, I'm not cheating. I'll, I'll put it on this side. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? And even, just to be safe, safe, I'll do a couple more of those uh, old good. Okay, you can just cut to the thing. Okay, now I'm now I'm gonna find your card with just one hand. Ready? Okay. Now watch this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the one at the bottom. It's the six of diamonds. It's the six Very of good. diamonds. You've actually shown me that trick Did before. Did I pick your card correctly? Yes. But yeah. Because you had it specifically placed so you could easily, mm-hmm. easily find it. Not that impressive. Well, for a small child. Well, I'm. It'd be impressive. I'm 19. Well, so. show it to McCoy though. He'll probably like it. Yeah. Coins, I don't know. They'll go bananas over it. Anyways, what what were we talking? Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Funny movie. Nick Frost. You should watch Fighting with My Family. Should I? He has a big beard in that movie. Yeah, he does. He's not as uh, he's not as funny in that movie. Oh yeah. It's more of a dramatic role, although he's still funny. Oh, okay. Well, what a great discussion we had over that movie. Can't wait for the next time we have a discussion of Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. I seem to watch it often. Right. What did you watch on the 18th besides Dear Mom, which I also watched on the 18th? Did you not watch anything on the 18th besides Dear Mom? Nope. Oh, okay. I watched a... Miranda July's Me and You and Everyone We Know. Which, of course, you bought... Uh, on Criterion because you what was it liked the cover no it's because it was 30% off oh interesting yeah I bought it like two months ago it was the only one there that was 30% off or were there the only one that I saw yeah 
Oh, I wonder why it was 30% off. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Maybe because it was a newer release. It must not have been very popular. The three I've seen in stores that have been 30% off are Roma, Me and You and Everyone We Know, and Scorsese Shorts, which Mm. I all bought for 30% off. Especially those those last two, or, or sorry... Especially Roma and Scorsese shorts, do you think would be some of the biggest sellers since they're, uh, well, one of them is Martin Scorsese and one of them is a very recent release, so it doesn't really, um, doesn't really track. Maybe nobody wanted Roma on physical since it's already on Netflix. Oh. Hey, you know what our new segment should be? The word, Zach shares his favorite word of the week that he learned from Merriam-Webster's word of the day. And today, the, the first one for today will be inculcate. Inculcate is a word that means... Basically, to uh, try and impress someone, something upon someone by saying it repeatedly and doing it repeatedly, like uh, like the if I if like if I repeatedly said, Kevin, it doesn't make any economic sense to spend all your money on Criterion's before the sale. I'm trying to inculcate upon you financial responsibility. That is my favorite word of the week, and mm. I will try to incorporate it more into my daily vocabulary so that it will blend in my normal speech and I will eventually become an all-knowing, all-seeing space baby at the center of the universe. That's funny. Uh, you should, Yeah, you should do that. We make it a weekly second, but you always put it randomly in the middle of our discussion of films, mm-hmm. like halfway through the week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't forget it. The, to be fair, I, to be fair, I've only listened to two uh two episodes so far because I just started listening to it yesterday and right as I watched it today's episode was uploaded at like 11 o'clock last night um, but uh, you know what else you should start doing what using the toothbrush timer mmm it's very handy so we also have a segment called uh, how Kevin's dental hygiene routine yeah every week you reveal a tiny bit of your dental hygiene routine until we've done the whole thing at which point we'll move on to my dental hygiene routine mmm all right uh, the first thing I do is grab my toothbrush. Okay. Come back next week for more. All right. Well, Anyways. what did you think of me and you and everyone we know? Kind of sounds like me and Earl and the Dying Girl. I absolutely loved it. For some reason, I thought this was a Polish film. Right before I hit play, I didn't know anything about it. I, judging by the cover, I don't know why. I I have like some kind of memory of of like is saying the film was in Polish. It's mm. not. It's an American film. Everything is in completely English. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why I got that idea from. But yeah. Yeah, anyways, it's not Polish. It's American. Uh, but it was really, really good. <laughs> what did you watch, else? Just kidding. Mm, so what's... is it? Yeah, I heard you said it was funny. Well, is it, so yeah, it's a it, comedy? It was, it was, yeah, it's a very funny comedy. I I almost want to tell you the, the funniest part of the movie. It, it was just hilarious. Mm. Um, but... It, not really a spoiler for the plot, but I'd, I'd just rather have you watch the scene mm-hmm. um, in real time. Just, uh, th- that scene, it will explain the little symbol right there. The iconic uh, end parentheses, end parentheses, less than, greater than sign, open mm. parentheses, open parentheses. That symbol is, uh, has meaning, you'll understand after you watch the film. That is an extremely hilarious scene. Wow. Um, this is a. It's another one of those movies where. Kind of like Do the Right Thing, which you also haven't seen. I'm trying to think of another movie that's like it. I guess Snatch. Not really, though. But it's it's just kind of different storylines. Mm-hmm. And they all kind of cross over each other. Not in, not in like Snatch did. It didn't really come together at the end. But basically, um, it, it is kind of. Like Magnolia. 
it is kind of more like do the right thing, I'd say. It's just kind of, it's everyone in this small little area of a neighborhood, and they they all kind of know each other, and they cross, their, their storylines kind of cross over. It doesn't really lead to a huge climax like in Snatch or anything, but did it's you, just... Did you say that everyone knows each other? I would say so, yeah. Everyone in the in the movie knows each other. They all meet each other at some point. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that. Maybe that's why it's called "Me and You and Everyone We Know." Yeah, she actually says "Me and You and Everyone We Know" in the, the film, and I said, "Ding, real quits." Ah, uh-huh. ding. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else to say about this film? Do you have any questions? I uh, feel like I feel like it would be easier to have a conversation. Uh, you know, me, you asking questions about the film. I ask questions about the film. I'm interested because it's hard for me to kind of just rant, keep continue rambling on. I feel like uh, it's been a problem with the past 14 episodes. <laughs> what about the first one? We've done 15 of these. Oh, it just time flies so fast. I know. I, it feels like just yesterday when we said we should start a movie podcast, mm-hmm. and now. Every day we get millions and millions of dollars from sponsorships mm-hmm. from our very successful global international podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you see? I put the, I put the picture up in the bathroom. Oh, which one? Oh, the the one Claudette from Colbert one, and Clark Gable. One, it happened one night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Kevin, <clears throat> about this film you call it, me and you and everyone we know. Who is the best character? <laughs> The best character. Uh huh. Hmm. That's an interesting question. I really liked. I really liked Miranda July's character. She she's the director, uh, also, uh, and she's also the star. Mm, pretty sure I'm the director. What? I'm the director. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm the director. You're not. The reference to my uh, 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 my beloved Instagram series, Entry Fact with Zach, in which one time I said. Joker is going to win Best Picture, and then I said, Don't you fuck with Zach? And then I said, Also, I'm the director? I don't remember that. Oh. Um, but uh, Miranda July's character, uh, she's a, like she's an artist, and she, her, her type of art, it's like video art, is very interesting. I've never seen anything like it before. She like kinda, GIFs? No. I she like, she It's hard to explain. Are you, are you trying to say animation? No, it's video, film. It's not. It's not really vi- films, though. It's just kind of like, it literally is. It's like almost like a painting, but it's a video. It's hard to explain. But she like takes photos and makes commentary over them, and like that is very creative with the photos. Mm. It's just hard to explain. You have to watch the movie. But yeah, she's an artist. That, um, but that's kind of her side job. She's trying to make it as an artist, but she she drives for. Uh, a company called Elder Cab, which is basically uh, a cab for elders, and so she picks up. <clears throat> she has a relationship with an old man, and they have a lot of nice conversation. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of really interesting and cool dialogue, uh, like it's kind of not not really philosophical. It's the wrong used word to use for it, but it's it's just interesting, and it it, it kind of addresses life from a very cool and unique perspective as well as being very hilarious and uh, it's just really great the music is very unique everything honestly about the film is just unique is what I'd have to say I haven't seen something quite like it um, just it's really great all the characters are memorable the writings funny hilarious the colors are beautiful the framing is really nice the intro is very funny too 
he, uh, mm. and he lights his hand on fire. Um, yeah. Overall, yeah. I give it a five stars. I really, five stars? I really, really enjoyed wow. it. And I think you would as well. Um, it's a, cause it's an indie film. It's a very quirky. It's definitely a word I'd use for it. A lot of people I've seen in the Letterboxd uh, reviews did not like it because of how quirky it was. Mm. But I, I loved it. Definitely. I'm not, a, I'm not, sometimes not the biggest fan of quirky movies. Depends mm. on, depends on how well it's executed. So if yeah. sometimes it's just like, just, it feels like it has no purpose. It's just like over the top, like an eagle versus shark, where it's just everything is just like, it's like a, everyone just behaves like anti-social weird people. And they're just like, oh, hello there. How are you? And I'll say, I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? And then they'll have a two shot of them just looking forward in goofy looking outfits. And that'll be the whole movie. That's kind of like that, but not really. So I don't know. Maybe you'll, maybe you won't like it. There isn't really a purpose to this film. It's, it's mainly, a, it, it's a romance pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Miranda July's character. The main plot is that Miranda July's character is kind of interested in one of the other characters. And that's, I guess, the, old the main, man. The, no. The main central plot would be that, but it's not just about that. There's many different plot lines going on, and it's just it's just really nice and great and funny and lovely and beautiful and great. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. And then we watched uh, Dear, Mom. Dear Mom, which is one of the uh, many short films in, uh, in Miranda July's Joni for Jackie project. Um, which I haven't seen all of them. They come in my Criterion supplements for this film. Me and you and everyone we know. Which so, uh, dear, dear mom would be one of them. It's actually on my Blu-ray. Fun fact, right, Kevin? We just we were I assume, or as least as far as I understand, we were on the Criterion channel, and you just said, "Oh, we should watch this." It's only six minutes long, and you didn't know it was anything to do with Miranda July, right? That's what you said. I clicked on it, and I, then I realized when, once I clicked, then I realized that it was. Mm. Because I actually, <laughs> I watched, I think I literally, like, clicked on it. It was the first one in my supplement. I clicked on it for a quick second, and I exited out because I wasn't actually going to watch it. I was just curious as to what it was. Mm. And once it said Dear Mom, I was like, oh, this is part of the same thing. Um, well, anyways, uh, this is a short film about a girl, uh, pre- not, a gr- not a girl coming out to her mom, but a girl practicing coming out to her mom. And it's, like, shot... It was, like, shot on, like, a VHS camera and then, like, further shot on a TV playing that VHS tape. Um, it was yeah. very, like... Very colorful. It, yeah, it was very, very... Lots of texture in the mm-hmm. film. Uh, you could, like, see, like, the TV, like, whatever, scan lines or whatever they're mm-hmm. called. And, but, yeah, I mean, I, there's, that, there's not a lot. It's, like... It's gonna stick with me. It's just kind of yeah. like it's kind of like funny. It's kind of sweet. There's, uh, you, I'm sure there's, uh, lots of young girls could relate to this. I'm sure girls and gals. I mean guys and gals that have uh, had the fear of coming out to their parents. So I could see a lot of people relating to this. I think it like actually is real. It's her trying to recite what she wants to say to her, to her mom. So it was it was it was very beautiful in that sense. But as a you know, film it didn't offer much entertainment or real value, but mm-hmm. it was it was just sweet, mm-hmm. is what I'd say about it. So I'll I'll definitely check out all the other Joni for Jackies. I'm not exactly sure like what it is. I'm pretty sure she like sent out like a request for people to just kind of send in 
a different shorts or something. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, available on the Criterion Channel, along with me and you and everyone we know, and as well as the next film we're gonna talk about. Nope, we're gonna talk about the. Okay, then one of the next films. Nineteen thirty-seven. Uh, film. It uh, was actually voted uh, the best film of 1937 uh, by New by the New York Institute of Film or something like that. The NIF. I I don't think it's. Uh, I don't know exactly what it's called, but anyways, the film Spy Number One, directed uh, by Jean Renoir, <laughs> a staple. In world cinema, a monument to humanity, peace, cooperation, a beautiful, wondrous exploration of bonds, relationships, and the differences and similarities that bring us together and pull us apart. Pull us apart. This film. Spy number one. Grand illusion. That's a reference to Daisuke Beppu. Of course. <laughs> if you Not don't watch da if the series at home, if you don't watch it, Daisuke Beppu, I don't want you. Uh, this film, <laughs> Grand Illusion, is about uh, a uh, well, a couple of people who are fighting in World War. One and they are shot down. They're like fighter pilots, and they're shot down by this German guy, and he greets them cordially. He says, "Come down, have dinner. Uh, I welcome you. I'm honored to have you French Frenchmen with us." He's German, and then, mm -hmm. and then they get taken away to a prison camp, and uh, well, they do a bunch of stuff, and they're they spend most of the time at the prison camp. Are they Jewish? Uh, no. It's World War One. Oh, sorry. It's World War One, and they, uh, yeah, it's it's basically the movie. It mainly is about, um, I think, just like relationships between people, and there's just a lot of fun characters, and it was just very entertaining. Mm. I'd say to see. I definitely didn't expect it to be fun. Them, yeah, it yeah. was lighthearted. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much. Isn't it a Prison Break movie? Um. Yeah, it's sort of. Um, but it's not... The movie... It's not like the whole movie is leading up to the prison break. It's it's more kind of like... It's not... It doesn't make the prison break out to be the grand... Illusion. Th no, the grand thing that like... Budapest Hotel. Happens all out of the end of the movie where the music swells and they fade to black. It's like... That pr prison break is part of the movie, but it's not the whole movie. Mainly the movie is just about... Um, just like these French... And actually, it's pretty much every nationality, uh, or not every nationality, but, like, all the people who are fighting the war um, before America entered, so, like, France um, and, and, and England, and I think there was, a, there was a Russian guy and, you know, German. And it's just about, like, all these French people who are living in a, in a prison camp and sort of just, like bonding together and eventually realizing like we're like kind of even though we're in this prison camp we're kind of scared to go back and fight because we've come to be like comfortable with it and uh 
Also, it's, it shows... Um, uh, well, I watched the commentary, and so I might... I might be, you know, mixing some of my own thoughts with what they were saying in the commentary, but I don't know. But um, talk, they're talking about how, in the commentary, how, like, Jean Renoir was very sort of optimistic and... Um, optimistic about things and he sort of liked to put like this sort of like fairy tale coating on his movies and he and there's definitely some truth I think because you know I last year I was learning about in history class so nobody at the very start nobody really wanted to fight in World War One, and they weren't really like passionate about it they were just kind of like doing it because they had to and like the Germans didn't hate the French or vice versa it was just sort of like a it was sort of like how he described a gentleman's game of like like they were all they were they knew they both knew their goal was to defeat the other but like if they were captured they would treat them with respect they wouldn't like you know you know like whip them or whatever mm -hmm. mistreat them they would keep them well fed they would allow packages to come in and everything so it was very like respectful it was like it's nothing like World War Two and where you know it's mm -hmm. just like total total with the intent of total world domination and like no mercy um but yeah and so part of it might have been a bit of Jean Renoir making it a bit more optimistic than it was but I think most of it as I learned in history classes like just these people didn't really want to fight and they were more respectful and I think the movie really exemplified that very well it showed how how it it, it, didn't, it showed it showed it in a very nuanced way of like uh, Eric von Stroheim, who is a silent director, and he was in this movie as the German who originally found them. Like Eric von Stroheim was talking to one of the one of the officers of the French army, and they were just kind of like they were just kind of like um, just like walking around the prison camp and talking together, and sort of saying like you know you know we're both. We're both officers. We're both like career uh, soldiers. We weren't dragged into this like everyone else here. And uh, you know, I respect you. And basically, he ends up being his only friend. Eric von Stroheim's only friend ends up being this French captor who he's living with. So it just kind of portrays the the friendliness of both sides to each other. And also, I think the main actor, or the main character, I guess, whose, whose name I don't know, because it's French, Jean Gabin, Jean Gabin, uh, who's, on the, who's on the poster. Jean Gavanier. Maybe it's pronounced like this that. This guy. Ah, yes. He's on the cover. I think he's a... younger on the cover. He's a very, he's a very good actor. He's very comical and lighthearted, and uh, he's just very charismatic and, and, and fun to watch. And... Just I like all the character dynamics and uh, all the didn't you say spirit there was, like, of camaraderie. Musical moments. What? Didn't you say there was like musical moments? Musical no. moments. Well, there was a there's a moment in the movie where uh, they have like a like a stage play. Um, like you see sometimes in movies they'll be like, um, like at at prison camps or like during war like the soldiers were like put could put on like sort of like a fun play. And they, I guess, they dressed up in, uh, you know, drag, and they were pretending to be women. And, uh, yeah, I mean, but no, it's not a musical. I mean, if that's what you're asking, I don't think I ever said that. I didn't say musical. I said it had musical moments. Hmm. Where they did a song and dance. Yes. But like part of the movie, not like broke out into song. 
Yes. Like there was actual music. Yes. I guess that's what I said. That would be a correct statement. But anyways, yes, I watched Sounds good. Did commentary. You, did you, um, was there supplements on the disc besides the commentary? There was a radio broadcast from uh, when they were, like, I guess, awarding uh, the award to Grand Illusion for, like, Best International Picture. From the Academy Awards? I don't think so. Oh. Some other thing. Like I said, at New York. And they're, like, called in to Jean Renoir from France. And they said, like, and now over to Jean Renoir. Pretty interesting because they didn't talk like movie people. They just talked kind of like normal people in the radio broadcast. Is that the only supplement? Uh, yeah. Well, they also have, like, things you can read by just, like, scrolling through on the Mm -hmm. thing. But, yeah. So you're planning on going through all of your... Well, I guess the first two that you own and doing the giving them the full treatment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do that too. But yeah. I just I I usually read the booklet. Mm-hmm. I didn't finish the Beyond the Valley of the Dolls one. So there was two essays in there. Watching movies and, or uh, watching videos is a lot easier than reading a booklet. Yeah. I definitely want to like ex- like watch all the supplements, listen to the commentary, and read the booklet for like every one of the criterions I own, but it takes a bit of time to fully, like, do that, and I, mm-hmm. I'd rather just move on to another movie, mm. you know? But, like, on a rewatch, that's more of an appropriate takes, time to do that, I guess. Takes time. A whole lot of spending time. Gonna take plenty of time. To, to do, do it, it right, to, child. To do it right, child. Exactly. You know... You gotta just. It's got. It's a. It's a thing you can't rush. You just gotta. Take take the day. Maybe take a couple breaks as I did. Went on a bike ride. Uh, but yeah, good. Yeah, good. Good movie. Great movie. Amazing movie. Well, gave this movie a thorough Daisuke Beppu examination, and turns out when you do that, you really do gain a deeper and greater appreciation and understanding of a film. I love the spirit of this movie as well as its optimistic message. That's Sounds my review. Fair. That's I my know, review. I'm aware. Yeah, I read so. that. I read that on my own time and saw that. Felt uh, very reminiscent of the review because it was the review. Yeah, it was. It says, is the next film that you watched the same film that I watched? Yeah, should we say it together? No, I think. Oh, okay. Well, we watched Jeanne Delman, Vintois, Quitte de Commerce, 1480, Bruxelles. Again, that's Jeanne Delman, Vintois, Quitte de Commerce, 1480, Bruxelles. Quitte commerce. It's not commerce, is it? Uh, sure that's what Daisuke Beppu says. I heard commerce. Uh, let's check the Daisuke Beppu video. Okay, I don't think we have to do that right now, Zach, because this is actually mm. more of a conversation, mm. not, not looking up stuff right now. If I was in a conversation, I would do this. Well, uh, that's... Google Star presents a oh, sorry. This is a great podcast. This is just an ad. I don't think Daisuke Beppo is the end-all, be-all of pronunciation, though. Boom! Again, Jean Delman... Why would that C be there? Because, uh... Okay. Seems like you're not having a very fun time today, Kevin. Seems like you're very annoyed with me. Hmm? Seems like you're not having a very fun time today, Kevin. Seems like you're very annoyed with me. That's so... Why can't you just... 
lighten up a little. I'm just trying to have fun. I'm lightened up. And you're just treating everything I say as if I am a disgusting, disdainful young child who is babbling on. No, I just think it's a little silly to pull out your phone. What's wrong with silliness? Well, okay. Maybe you're right. Anyway, definitely I'm right. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You've said, you've gone, okay, about 15 times during this discussion. That's because I hear. Let's roll the, let's roll the, let's roll the montage. There it was. I just, I just played it on the edit. Every single time you said, mm, okay, you grumpy old buffoon. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. You know, I thought it was just all fun and games, but it seems like you're really having a rough day today, so maybe you don't want to do it. Maybe we could finish this podcast another time. You look like a Siamese cat. Again, that's Jindelman, 23, Kitty Commerce, Le 80, Bruxelles. Well, are you going to talk? Why do I have to talk? Why can't you talk? It's your podcast. Jeez, Kevin, you're really bringing me down with this negative attitude. Yeah, well, I didn't have one until you mentioned that I did, and now I do. Yes, you did. You're acting exactly the same as you did before I... No, I wasn't. Did... No. Yeah? I was listening intently to your Jean Renoir discussion. <sighs> well, Jean Delmon, 23, Quitte Gomez, 1480, Bruxelles is a movie about uh, a lady who is trapped in her own life and uh, spends her life living a dull, boring, meaningless, uninteresting, routine existence uh, in which she tries to eliminate any sense of variation or, frankly, feeling whatsoever from her life. And uh, the, the way in which her path derails. I found this movie to be an absolute masterpiece. Um, I also found this movie to be an absolute masterpiece. I've been aware of this film for maybe two years, and I always, it always intimidated me. It is a three, nearly three and a half hour movie, essentially about nothing. On the surface, it, it's about nothing. It's just a woman cooking and cleaning. But if you pay attention, if you really absorb yourself into the film, mom, then uh, you really start to. Really, Sorry, uh, what film was that? Jean Delman 23, Quitte Commerce, 1480, Bruxelles. Ah, yes, Jean Delman 23, Quitte Commerce, 1480, Bruxelles. Yes. Or Jean Delman 23, Quai du Commerce, 1080, Bruxelles. Which or, is, or as the simpletons call it, Jean Delman. Yes. But as Daisuke Bebu says and insists, sorry, not insists, recommends. Anyways. Um, Is beautifully shot. <laughs> There's not a camera here, Kevin. Looks like you're trying to look at the microphone as if you're talking I'm to turning it. Turning to it to get my mouth audio to get right. into it instead of turning this way. Um, it is really well shot. 
um, there's Zach Zach pointed out and I didn't even really realize until he said it uh, there's a shot where she's sitting like in a chair and that's the first like shot we've seen like any kind of variation from like through the movie up until that point because for the most part it's just mostly the same shots of her uh, in her kitchen in the living room wait what I don't know what you were referring to when she was sitting in a chair I don't remember that okay could you elaborate? She was sitting in a chair and thinking. I'm, uh, I don't know how else to say Is that it. on the second, third day? I believe it was on the third day. Mm-hmm. And she sat contemplating a bunch. I pointed that out to you? She said, oh, look, a new shot. Oh, I, I said, I, oh, look, yes, I said, look, a new shot, yes. That's what I and said. I didn't realize. should have said that, yes. Because mm-hmm. the movie is very, basically has like, basically like a... Uh, a set of shots and angles, and they're pretty much ex- set up exactly the same every single time. Like, there's the kitchen shot, and then, like, the her sitting down in the kitchen, and then, you know, just a bunch of... The dinner table, the living room. Yeah. Every every area of the room, every area of her apartment is pretty much shot from the same, same angle. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It, you get to know it very well. Yes, which is the intent of yes. Chantal Ackerman, the director. Uh... And you just really get to be familiar with her routine because you spend so much time with it. Um, by the first day, you feel like you've spent it with her. And mm-hmm. um, uh, you, like, you, just really, you just really become familiar with every, her every movement and her routine so that when something goes slightly awry, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. it really startles you and takes you by surprise I think it's pretty it's pretty uh, like interesting that that was accomplished because if you think about it really she only did she we only saw one day of her life and but because we spent so much time meticulously pointing out every single action she did it's weird when we see an action that's not meticulous or doesn't seem planned or mm-hmm. that she doesn't have a blank expression on her face and I think I think the actor uh, whatever her name is did a great job Delphine Siri I think Siri I think she did a great job at like communicating the the routineness of her uh, routine (laughs) the routineness of her routine Um, just just by her facial expressions and her movements and her actions it's it's very clear like this is she's done it it's day one of seeing her but it's day one million of her life Mm-hmm. Yeah, she really conveys that. Yeah, it's it's very amazing, very amazing performance from uh, Delphine Seyrig, which is not how you pronounce it, I'm sure. Um, it's but it's very just very subtle, is how I'd say her performance is very very subtle and very very amazing. Um, and when she drops that brush. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that fork. Oh yeah, <laughs> that hot of potatoes. Yeah, she overcooks her potatoes. Yeah, that's what sets off. And the whole off. world turns to shit. Yeah, she spe- She forgets to turn off the heat on her potatoes, and she basically loses her minds. Mind. Mm-hmm. She goes on endlessly rambling about mashed potatoes for hours on end to her son. Right, Kevin? No, not really that much. You're exaggerating a bit. Yeah, it was a joke. Lighten up. Has all are there dementors outside, Kevin? 
have has has prof- Professor Dolores Umbridge sent two dementors no. to get you expelled? No, I just didn't. It's a lighthearted think, joke. I didn't think it was funny at all. I guess I didn't really realize you were joking. Of course, I was joking. It was just more of an exaggeration. The movie itself it was, was more of an exaggeration than a joke. The I movie would say. itself was three hours long. And so it would be impossible for her to ramble on for hours about mashed potatoes because then that would be the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Pull yourself together, man. Okay. You know something? I really hate you. <laughs> I really do out. hate children. Um, I'm, I'm running out of things to say about this movie. Oh, yes. Well, this movie, I as... Website, okay. My mom just sent me a thing for a Ralph's retail clerk, but we'll ignore that. Forever and for always. Anyways, the... Uh, you should get a job, Zach. Yeah, I should, but unfortunately no one's hiring me. How about um, Chipotle? I've already applied there. There's three locations in here, you know. It's in a period of... Yeah, well, I suppose that's true. Anyways, uh... Oh, no, I don't even know what I was going to say. I forgot. Uh, quick. Gotta think of something to say. Kevin Stahl. Um. Um. Her son's really ugly. <laughs> That's rude. I don't well, think he's particularly ugly. I think he's pretty average looking. His haircut is just all wrong. He needs to get a better haircut. I think he just has a pretty normal, just a basic haircut. Just mm. like, it's just like cut. It's a weird, ugly mullet. Mm. He should have been. He should have thanked his mom more. Well, maybe it's the style. He should have thanked his mother more. Maybe it's the style. Um, maybe it's this, it was the style back in Brussels. Uh, or sorry, not Brussels. But well, I guess Brussels. Brussels and Belgium back in the nineteen seventies, Kevin. Uh, oh yes. Well, I think the whole point is that you know it's ex- it's just expected. It's just the sun is just expecting for everything for her mom to basically just do all the menial tasks in his life for him and just let him go out and do and be you know be happy it's almost as if you know he's sort of like the, it's almost as if the mom is like giving all her chance of happiness to her son and uh you know just doing her best to make her son happy and in exchange she's just miserable would you agree or disagree with my assessment? I would agree. Wonderful. And she spends hours of her day trying to find a button. It's just really sad yeah. and pathetic. It's really sad. Yeah, and then at the end, it's great. Oh, yes. Uh, good no spoilers. Good final shot. This podcast sucks. Her smite. It does suck. It truly does suck. We should just kill ourselves. I agree. <laughs> Let's get some assisted suicide drugs. That's a good segue into the next film. <laughs> uh, no. We didn't even... This film was a masterpiece, and we've just rambled on endlessly, Kevin. We didn't even do any sort of analysis whatsoever. Yeah. Uh... Uh, uh, <laughs> it was great. It was really. What do you want me to say? Transcendent experience. 
I ascended into the heavens after I watched it. I don't think I'll ever be happy again. Oh, also, we started washing, uh, washing, cleaning our home after we watched this movie. Because we learned nothing from the, from the actual message of the movie and instead just decided to erratically clean our kitchen. So we realized how filthy it was. But, oh yes, I'd highly recommend it. No matter who you are, just gotta watch it. I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. Um, it's definitely, uh, if you're not really fully into it and you don't, and you're kind of looking at it from a skeptical standpoint, you will probably just be bored and not really appreciate it too much. And you know, it's just not for everyone. Some movies aren't for everyone. Um, this is definitely one of them. Um, but I myself, being the self-proclaimed cinephile that I am, I loved it. <sighs> I'd Ooh. also like to stick a shotgun in my mouth. <laughs> well, oh my god, this podcast really sucks. I agree. Maybe we should just restart... No. We have, would we have more to say when we start? Yeah. We'd just be repeating ourselves and it would be even more unenthusiastic and boring. Come on, Kevin. Let's get some energy into this podcast. Come on, Kevin. Turn that blank expression into a happy expression. It's not real happy. You can't see it in your eyes. Can't see the happiness in your eyes. I can tell it's not a real can't smile. Produce serotonin. Sure you can. What I like to do when I want to make a genuine smile, whenever I take pictures, instead of doing the fake thing and making a fake smile, I make myself chuckle a little, and I go, and I just go, <laughs> and then it, and then you get the genuine smile lines without having to actually be happy. <laughs> Watch, I'll do it. Smile with my eyes without having to. What? What? I'm smiling with my eyes right now. Oh. <laughs> See? No, it's not real. It's not real. <laughs> That's so creepy. You look like an insane person. <laughs> it doesn't matter that we're just rambling on because literally no one <laughs> listens to this. Wow. You uh, could say anything. I'm hiding 12 dead monkeys under my porch. Oh my god. It's crazy considering I smuggled them out of, the, out of the zoo. Yeah. And I shot them. Mm. Crazy that we, there was a zoo that carries 12 monkeys. <laughs> Seems a little excessive in my point of view. And they carried 18,000. In, in my actually. opinion, in my opinion, like three monkeys is like the best. I mean, you don't need 12 monkeys. That's actually the name of a movie. In a show. Ah... <sighs> Johnny Howard recommended it to me. Oh, uh, yeah. So you'll be watching it this year? No, it's not on my recommendations list. He oh. just said it was good. Oh. What if we just took a 15-minute nap on the podcast? So I'm currently going through the Harry Potter franchise, reading all the books. I just finished Prisoner of Azkaban the other day. I thought it was fantastic. 
Um, much, much better than the first two books. Not that I have anything against the first two books. Um, Chamber of Secrets definitely is not as good as Sorcerer's Stone or Prisoner of Azkaban. It's definitely the most... Uh, the least interesting. Look at me in the eyes. It takes a long time for, like, Kevin, a plot to if you, did, if you just took a second and looked at yourself from an outside perspective, you would never in a million years speak to me in the tone and intonation you are right now. And that's why this podcast sucks, because it's not genuine. Huh? What? What do you mean if I looked at myself in the mirror? I said if you took a, lo- if you took a look outside your own body right now, and you could just watch yourself, and you were me, and you looked at you, I would say, man, Kevin has never in his entire life speaking to me in alone like he like he is right now on this podcast. That's why this podcast sucks, because we're not speaking to each other like human beings, and we never, ever have. It's That's true. why when we have guests, it's better, because we speak like normal human beings having a conversation. It's true. Right now, we're just... We're just basically talking to the microphone and the only times we talk to each other is to get more conversation out like we're squeezing we're squeezing that beetle trying to get every last drop of beetle juice out of it and not a reference to the movie just thinking of beetles for some reason anyways just just squeezing it hard we don't even greet other people each other like real people we just say the same thing every time you say hi zach and i say hi kevin i say oh hey kevin oh hey zach and you say oh hey kevin oh we're just speaking the same monotone every single day to each other. Yeah. Communicating a series of strange, really dry jokes that aren't that funny. So did you watch a short with, is that Luke after Jean Dillman? Yeah, I watched a movie called... I watched Yeah, after I watched Jean Dillman, I watched a movie called Duck Amok. Mm. Famous Looney Tunes cartoon which is apparently one of the highest it. rated short films of all okay, time. <sighs> and did you like it? Uh, yeah, it was really good. <laughs> it was it was funny. Um, What's it about? <laughs> it's about a duck named da- Daffy Duck. The classic. Cartoon character, the icon, right? Uh-huh. Are you okay? Yeah. You seem very anxious. Yeah. Right now. Mm-hmm. So what was what was so funny about it? It's very highly rated I saw. What makes it so like what makes it this really stand out from other mm, I wouldn't cartoons. say anything in particular. It was just kind of uh you know, I guess um is it just classic Looney Tunes style cartoon? Yeah, it was funny. It was, I mean, I guess it went above and beyond in terms of like, uh, like, like, I guess like heck? level of comedy. It went like past slapstick. It was very, I guess it was very intelligent, I guess. Uh, and had lots of just, you know, I mean, basically the whole movie is just Daffy Duck um, being manipulated by the animator. And like he keeps on changing the setting and like erasing, erasing, um, like where he is. And then Daffy Duck is like, "Oh, come on!" And then he emerges out with different uh, attire that better fits the setting. And it's almost as if every time the ara- the animator erases the setting, like Daffy Duck is comes out in the in the clothes, almost as if he's 
at the start of a new, uh, like, like Looney Tunes cartoon and just like a silly costume and the animator changes it again and then it just keeps on changing and eventually the animator starts manipulating Daffy Duck. It's pretty funny, but yeah. Uh, and so did you like it? Yeah. I gave it three and a half stars. Where did you watch it? HBO Max. Uh, they have a they have a whole collection of Looney Tune cartoons. Yeah, they have pretty much all of them. Even Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yeah, they, they even they even have Bugs Bunny. Wow. I never seen. I never been much into the, the Looney Tunes. Me neither. I watched one short at the New Beverly Cinema. It was pretty entertaining. It's cute. With Tweety Bird and Sylvester. <laughs> That's cool. After this, we should just try having a conversation. <laughs> I don't think we ever have. Uh, anyways. I just watched Paddleton. Is that the last film you watched this week? Paddleton? Yep. yep. Uh, and what did you think about it, Zach? That was an amazing movie. Did you? I heard you laughing a lot. Yeah. I remember I, I really thought it was funny as well. Yeah. Also very sad. Yes. Did you cry? I did. A wow. lot. I know, right? At the end, right? When he finally actually is dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's such a... Genuine performance. I know, right? It's like one of the best performances I've ever seen. Mark Duplass is like amazing. It's like so real. And the camera work is very claustrophobic and personal too. Mm-hmm. It was just extremely well done. I couldn't believe how much I was genuinely just sobbing like a little baby when I watched it. it truly got to me. Mm-hmm. I never cried at a movie like that before. Yeah. And haven't since. Wow. Truly got to me. Very sad. Yeah. It's a, just... Very, uh, just a very good movie, you know. It's just a, it's just I just love the I just love the relationship they have. Just you know, mm-hmm. two, just two friends, buddies. just you know, visit each other all the time and watch movies together. It's good. Yep. It reminds me of um my own friend Mason. So sad. Seeing that he's my best friend. Yeah, and then he hopefully he doesn't die of cancer. He died of cancer a year ago, and now we'll never see him again. Yes. We had something going there for a couple of seconds, and then it died out. <laughs> uh-huh. You were the one that just watched it. What did you think about it? You I, said, I saw you didn't like the middle half. Yeah, I thought, like, when. What's his Ray Romano was like. Scene where they were like in the bathtub, or mm-hmm. not the bath, the hot tub. Yeah. Seeing, scene, it's just kind of pointless. Yeah, I, I think really that's the point of it. Yeah, it's definitely the, my least favorite scene. Yeah, um, it, it just didn't really. I mean, if it's fine if that was what the movie was about. It wasn't really. It wasn't really about like. It wasn't really about either one personally. It was just about their relationship. So like, mm-hmm. it just kind of feel felt out of place. But right before that, I loved the scene when uh, they like reenacted the Death Punch movie. That was a really good scene. Uh, don't remember that scene. When they were at the bar, and it was like an open mic, and then Mark Duplass came out and started reciting the movie, and it was really sad, and uh, then Ray Romano came out leaping from a barrel, 
and then they recited it together. I don't remember that at all. Mm. I really like he has his little pink safe. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Yeah. He keeps the pills in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the game of Paddleton too. It's a good yeah game. I feel like I feel like your mustache doesn't grow, like slightly no, to one it's side. It's weird, right? It's like slightly lopsided. It's always yeah. a bit weirdly misshapen. Mm. It's just because I'm a freak. Maybe you were dropped as a child. Yeah, right on my mustache. Mm-hmm. Crazy. It's pretty much impossible for you to hit yourself on the mus- on the lip without hitting your nose, but somehow you managed to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, yeah, it's just uh, it's just a it's just a very emotional movie. And uh, I mean, yeah. even from when when he first told Ray Romano that he had cancer, and he said like, "What? No, you have to fight it." I didn't cry, but I got like a lump in my throat. Just a very sad movie. Yeah, it is it's very sad. Very funny. Extremely funny, too. Mm-hmm. One of the funniest movies I've seen. Yeah, Ray Romano's funny. Yeah. He's definitely... He should be in more movies. He is in a lot of movies. Yeah. Like the Ice Age franchise. Yeah. That's his biggest hit Yeah, but more adult movies. Like The Irishman. Yeah. He's not funny in that movie, though. Oh, he's not? Oh, not that I can remember. Oh. Well, yep. Good movie. <laughs> I liked... The, I also liked the very, very last scene when he was talking to the child. Yeah. And he just said, like... A new apartment. The new tenants. Tenant? What did he say? He said, like... He was just talking to the kid about... He said, like, this is the best apartment in the whole block... And he said, like, he, he explained the rules of Paddleton to the kid. And he said, well, we could play together sometime. Very sad. Very sad movie. I should watch it again. Mm-hmm. But then I'll cry. Looks like you're tearing up right now thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Is it because it's just sad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very sad. Yeah, I gave it five stars. I definitely... That 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 hot tub scene maybe maybe question how much I liked it, but that was really the only scene that I didn't love. Um, but it was just it was extremely well done, kept me engaged the whole time. Uh, the comedy is super funny, and yeah, the emotional scenes are very emotional, very hard hitting. It's very well made. Not enough people have seen it. Um, it's on Netflix. Have seen it. 18,000 on Letterboxd. Wow, that's not very many. Um, yeah, I highly, extremely highly recommend it. It's on Netflix, and I wish it had a physical release so I could own it. It's a shame. Those movies can't get physical releases. Yeah, maybe I should Criterion should pick it up. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts about Paddleton? Uh, yeah, I... I don't know. It's just a. Uh, just feels so real. Mm. The tone in your voice when you said "real" sounded like your voice was breaking again. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> you must be really emotional about this film. Yep. I relate to that. I was, again, sobbing like a little baby when I watched it. Couldn't believe how much I was crying. And you will too. Oh wait. 
Mom wanted to be in this part. I told her she could. Mom! Oh, we're recording the paddles in part right now. I don't know if you wanted to say something. Not even a little blurb? Our podcast. Mom watched the movie that we're talking about right now, so that's why I said... called Paddleton. That opportunity passed. That was two weeks ago. Unfortunately. But maybe next week you'll have something to talk about. I don't even want to upload this. Well, you have to compose your emotions. This has been another episode of this has our been weekend. One of the film. most dry, boring, uninteresting episodes of our weekend film. We've had some good ones, and this is not a good one. First half of last week's episode was pretty good. Yeah, I always look forward to doing this and say, "Oh, we're gonna talk about some good movies," and then I get there and it's like a train wreck. Maybe we should just start talking about movies. Yeah. Maybe it's because we're just so close that we can't have a genuine conversation. Mm. Maybe we should move to Portland, Oregon. And do what? Live there. Is that the central of podcast? No, you said that's where you want to live. Oh. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> Kevin just spit water into his hand and offered it to me as a gift. <laughs> Almost like creature. We're approaching Give 2,000 beats. At a tempo of 120. Well, it's time for the recommendations. Sit down and listen to the recommendation. Zach! What did you? What are you gonna recommend to me today? I would I like to recommend it. the movie Palm Springs. Oh, okay. Because it's very good. Uh, I was. I wanted to watch that. Mm-hmm. Guess now you have to watch it throughout the week this week, and I said uh, I don't have the time. For our now I have to make podcast. Time. Ooh, maybe we should have conversation practice. Yeah. This weekend. Did you do anything? See, I can't. Can't even, I, can't, I can't even start a conversation. Did you do anything fun today? Mm, no. I saw that you rode your bike after the movie was done. What did you do? Did you just ride around? <laughs> Listen to Harry Potter. Voldemort died. Oh, wow. You, guy- you finished it? Or not Voldemort, sorry, Dumbledore died. Dumbledore oh. died, the guy in Paddleton died. I was just an emotional wreck. Good yeah. thing I wasn't a physical wreck with that high-speed motorized vehicle. Did you cry when Dumbledore died in the book, too? 
I didn't cry when he died, but I was just crying. You're just crying on your bike. Because the book was sad and the movie was sad. Uh, it was a very emotional day. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's why. It's... And this conversation is sad. <laughs> it is. It's making me sad for myself. Let's check our email. We have to have this go for the, this. Is going to be even more sad. What? This is going to be even more sad. This part. No emails this week. <laughs> our email is arewecanfilm at gmail dot com. And if you'd like to send us an email, you can do so at arewecanfilm <laughs> at gmail dot com. And we'll read it. And as we always say, <laughs> I'm tearing up right now. I don't even know why. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer.